Josh Williams here, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 53, for Wednesday, May 16th, 2018. Happy Podiversary, everybody. This is the one-year anniversary of the One Man Podcast, and thank you so much to every single one of you who have been listening right since the very beginning. This is a year, guys, a year of making uh, me and my stupid stories uh, a part of your uh, a part of your week. So thank you so much for that, guys. I really do appreciate you being there, and... Um, yeah, let's have some fun this episode. You know, let's, uh, I, I've, I've grabbed a couple of fun little facts for you guys about the one man podcast, just some little stats, I guess, more than anything. Um, but I'm excited that uh, this week I'm going to talk about, uh, uh, well, what am I going to talk about? I, I did, uh, did not a whole hell of a lot of, you know, substantial note, maybe worth titling, but you know, as usual, I welcome you onesies to, <laughs> to listen to the stories. I'll be reading your emails later on. Um, you know, I did, uh, I got a bonus episode coming up for you guys on Friday. It's already been recorded. Happy Mother's Day uh, to all the mothers that are listening. And of course, I hope you had a great Mother's Day on Sunday. It is Tuesday evening at One Man Podcast Headquarters, and I am recording this episode, so it'll be ready for you guys tomorrow. That's it. It's a full year of never missing an episode's deadline. And that, I have to tell you, is a milestone for me. That's a... A little pat on the back for yours truly, because I am never this punctual with anything. Um, you know, uh, I, I mean, I haven't even, I don't think I've ever missed a show, stand up show, but I mean, I've been way later than I wanted to be for the show. Um, I've never had to make people wait. Anyways, it doesn't matter. The point is, is that consistent, consistently on time. Pretty, pretty exciting. I'm, I'm proud of that. So, um, you know, I know there's, there's people out there who, uh, who are just fucking on time for everything. Well, good for you guys. And that's, uh, that's great. Me as a person, I'm growing. All right. I, I got lots of problems, uh, but getting this thing out on time has not been one of them. So, uh, anyways, I, I I'm glad about that. And, uh, now I can start slipping. No, I'm just <laughs> I will try to maintain if, if nothing else, I will always have this available for you guys bright and early Wednesday morning. Um, speaking of Wednesdays bright and early. It wasn't even bright and early. I, I recorded last week's episode of the podcast. Uh, I went to sleep, had my dog here with me. We were just sleeping soundly at four o'clock in the morning. Um, my shelf with all of my amazing DK books and all my other books tore itself out of the wall. Uh, I had these floating Ikea shelves that, uh, that look pretty nice, but, uh, you know, after like two years, it just decided, uh, no more, I'm not having it. And it tore itself out of the wall. I wouldn't even be surprised if it was like fucking two years to the day kind of thing, but, uh, but tore itself out of the wall, all my books went, went falling a good, uh, I'd say that's a good five and a half feet to the, uh, to the ground. So a lot of them got all banged up their hardcovers and stuff like that. But, um, uh, scared, scared me, scared the shit out of the dog. And, uh, and then as soon as I got out of bed to, to, to assess everything, he jumped out of bed and he was all excited. Like, okay, so we're going out now, right? We're going out. So, uh. Uh, my, my day started particularly early. And then of course, once I took him out and, and then dropped him off at my folks house, um, I, uh, I began the task of, um, of trying to figure out how I'm going to get these goddamn shelves back in the wall or just the one shelf I should say. But, uh, if anybody knows anything like, you know, if you, if you put, you know, wall plug shelves in, in the wall before, sometimes when they tear the wall, you can't just stick the same ones back in. Now I do realize I had a little bit more weight on them than I had anticipated. Um, in all fairness, 
they were weighted. They, there was less weight on them than they were rated for by, by a reasonable amount. But I guess, but I, I could see for a long time, there was a sort of a bow in the middle of the shelf. I just assumed it was the wood that was weak, not necessarily the, uh, the anchoring to the wall. So anyways, long story short, I went out to Home Depot. I went out to uh, Preston Hardware. I went to a couple different places to see, you know, what kind of options I had. I wanted to put toggle bolts in, but I figured uh, maybe if I can avoid making giant holes to put a toggle bolt in, I go, I'll see what other options are. Point is I tried one other option that was relatively pricey. And, um, uh, my room is, is not small, but because I am sort of living with other people and this is my only space, that's just mine, the non-communal, I have a lot of stuff in here and where the shelf fell, I had a lot of stuff. So lots of dust and dirt and everything like that, trying to get everything out of the way. And the first solution I tried looked good until I got everything done and everything installed and I uh, hadn't put anything back up onto it. But as soon as it was installed, you know, I'm starting to vacuum and, and sort of, I don't want to say mop, but you know, it's like a hand cloth, get rid of all the dirt and dust and everything like that. And I just look over to the far side of the shelf and I see it's just sort of sitting off, off the wall a little bit, you know, just an, an eighth of an inch hanging off the wall versus where it was before. And when I was even, when I first installed, I was pulling on it and everything to see if it was, you know, in there, it was in there and secure. And as soon as I just started cleaning up and deciding, okay, the job is done. I look over and see it just hanging off the wall a little bit. And I start pulling and it's loose all of a sudden, you know, so, uh, pull, pull. Yeah. It comes right out of the wall again. Luckily this time I was holding it. There's nothing on it. So, uh, we begin the process of, uh, doing another solution and all that stuff. But needless to say, as I spent a good portion of the day running around to hardware stores and then clearing out space and whatever, just to put a shelf back up. So, uh, long story short, toggle bolts, shelves up, and, uh, I've reduced some of the, uh, some of the weight on it. So I've got my books spread out across several shelves and then my podcast equipment and stuff like that. Sitting on the one, sorry, I'm turning my head. I'm kind of looking at it now, but you know, live and learn. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you know, maximize your space and whatnot. I wonder if I should have flipped over the board so that it could start to bow in the opposite direction. <laughs> Just strengthen it up, turn it into a piece of elastic. Um, yeah, so that was that was a thing. I uh, you know, luckily it was Wednesday and it wasn't, you know, podcast day or something like that where I, you know, had a bunch of shit I had to do. So, uh instead of Ubering and whatnot, I uh got up early and did put a shelf back up. You know? I like I said, I mean, this is a job that I know would take most people an hour at most. You go out, you get what you need, you come back and do it, but the problem is I've got so much shit packed into the area, like rolling rolling shelves and things sitting underneath the other shelves. And I had to get all that out of there before I started cracking holes in the wall and spilling things all over everything else. You know, and when you're in a place that's already pretty full, it's kind of hard to find somewhere else to stick everything. And, uh, and even in my hallway outside my door, like I couldn't have put it like this, the, the, the space in the house is, is very maximized in terms of like hallways and stuff. So there's nowhere you could just roll some shit out of the way. Like everything's, everything's tight quarters. Anyways, long story short, I got it done. Took a long time to, to move shit around and clean and all that stuff, but got it done. That was my Wednesday, uh, Thursday back to Uberin. I gotta say it was, uh, it was fun. I, I meant to start Ubering again on Wednesday, but I, I, I think my first day back to the, uh, the grind with Uber was Thursday. It was a lot of rain in Ottawa and, uh, I made a reasonable amount of money in a very short period of time. Very excited about that. I did a tasting for the LCBO on Thursday as well. Um, trying to remember what I tasted. I think we did a, um, Smirnoff Berry Blast Vodka, 30%. Tastes like a uh, Rocket Pop or Blue Freeze, these guys. So sort of like those uh, coolers I was telling you about the last week. 
there's uh there's that too so just you know doing what i can to make money really this this week has uh, i gotta be honest with you didn't really have anything super exciting in terms of the work week i'm i'm doing the the uber i'm doing these tastings this week i've got a crazy week of of, of things coming up and i'll tell you about that in a little bit but um you know i i gotta say i i've been doing kind of a little bit of sleeping lately too i know i went to the gym uh, and I can't remember which day that was. Um, I've gone for uh, quite a few walks trying to keep the exercise up, which is good. I'm eating better. Um, you know, I made myself a really nice sort of, uh, forgive me. <laughs> ah, this week's been strange. Like I've been getting up in the mornings and driving Uber and then, um, doing some food prep and things like that. Like not a whole ton of it, but making sure that what I do eat is, is good for me and stuff like that. Um, I made this, uh, I guess, uh, I don't even know what to call it. It's like a, it's just like a medley. It was, it was, it's a vegetarian thing that I made. It is, uh, it was basmati rice. So I steamed a bunch of basmati rice and I steamed some, uh, just regular peas, green peas. Um, and then I took this Rogan Josh sauce that I got at Costco. So it's like a, an East Indian sauce, a lot of, you know, sorry, cur curry flavors and things like that. And then I took, um, black beans and chickpeas and I put them in the sauce and I heated that up. And then, uh, like I said, steamed the peas. And then I mixed that all together. So made a few containers of the, you know, rice, peas, chickpeas, black beans, and this uh, sauce, mix it all up. And it basically just makes, you know, a vegetarian sort of tasty sauce. The, the sauce has got to be the worst thing in there because I'm pretty sure that there's cream of some kind or something in there. But anyways, long story short, much, much healthier. It was uh, totally vegetarian, not vegan because of the cream. Excuse me, but I've been eating that and, uh, what else have I been good in other ways? Uh, I have had a few, uh, McDonald's breakfast sandwiches early in the morning while Ubering, but I think, uh, baby steps overall. I don't think I had any pizza last week, which is good. The week before I did. Um, but yeah, just simple little shit like that. Um, this weekend, I think on Friday night, I actually, both my parents, uh, came over and we played some board games here at the house. That was kind of cool. Um, I had gone to the gym. I believe it was on Thursday. So, was it Thursday? No, it must. It's, it's got to have been Friday, but, um, yes, it was Friday. Anyways, doesn't really fucking matter. Point is I went to the gym and usually what I've been doing is, uh, I get on like the treadmill for like an hour, somewhere between 30 minutes and an hour, full incline relative, uh, it can't say relatively high speed, but in terms of, of walking at a full incline uphill, the speed was pretty, pretty fast. So I was like, I'd have been like a four, I think a four or a five I'd be at on speed. So walking uphill and I'd get my heart rate up to about like 160 beats per minute. Right. So I'd, I'd be sweating, but I would do that. I would do that for like 30 minutes to an hour. And then that would be my workout. So the other day on Friday, I did that again. I did the, uh, I did a fat burn thing. So they didn't, it didn't go full incline for me once I put in my age and my weight, but, um, I got on the treadmill and I got the sweat going, not as much, but when I was done, I spent, um, I spent a bunch of time, uh, working my arms and chest and back and everything like that, my upper body on some of the machines. So I hadn't got back to the machines since I started going to the gym again. And I decided it's time to start burning muscle. I watched some YouTube videos. I was talking to you guys about how, you know, you don't always know what to do, especially if you're not used to going to the gym or if you've never been like, you can't just walk in and expect to know how to do everything and how much you lift and how, you know, reps and sets and all that shit. So I watched some YouTube videos and just a lot of things were saying, you know, obviously if you want to burn weight, cardio is good for it. But at some point, start toning and, and cleaning shit up and, and, you know, building muscle, whatnot. You gotta, you gotta lift weights, um, which I knew. And I was just sort of waiting. I thought I'd just do cardio for a while. But, uh, but the other day I went, my arms are still, we are Tuesday. My arms are still sore. Um, 
I didn't overdo it. I guess I'm just out of practice. So, uh, the entire course of the weekend, just reaching my, my arms sort of over my, my neck, just give myself a scratch has hurt. Cause I did a lot of work on the, uh, the triceps and things like that. So, um, but it feels good. It's the, it's the good kind of pain. You know what I mean? If you're working hard, you're doing exercise. That's, that's a good feeling. You know, the burn is, uh, the burn and the pain is your body, you know, putting itself back together and, and healing and, uh, and improving itself. So mm-hmm. good times and, uh, and, uh, something positive. So, yeah. And like I said, then I played some, uh, some board games with my folks here. My, I've been playing a lot of a game called seven wonders and my folks are really enjoying it. So it's kind of cool. I've, I've talked about it a little bit here and I don't need to go over it again, but, um, it's basically when my parents and I get together, that's the game we play. So, uh, that was a lot of fun on Saturday. Um, I got to spend the day with, uh, with crystal. Um, her birthday is coming up this weekend. Um, but because of her availability, we decided to hang out and, uh, and go for a hike. And I think we thought about grabbing a, grabbing a beer, some food. And we went up to, uh, excuse me, Jesus. Uh, we went up to, uh, Mackenzie King estate, uh, which is in the Gatineau Hills. And that was really, really nice sort of. Uh, I guess like hike walk, I was expecting, I think I, I thought it was a hike just because you say hills or whatever. And I assume hike, uh, that was on me, but there was lots of nice, like really nice paths and things like that. There was a section that had some ruins. Um, there was a really nice, uh, sort of old building, I guess, where they do like teas and stuff, but I think it wasn't quite open for the season yet. Um, but it was great. We did that in the afternoon and, uh, the, the weather was nice. The sun was shining. Everything was, was absolutely beautiful. And we just had, we, we hung out, we had a great time, uh, you know, good combo. Crystal's gone up there. She's obviously, uh, you know, uh, I've mentioned before she's a professional photographer, so she's gone up there and, and taken pictures and stuff like that before. And, uh, and then we came back, I guess it's in Chelsea, Quebec is the, the area that it's in. And we, we came back, uh, parked the car sort of in this little area where there's all sorts of little pubs and restaurants and things like that along the street. I can't even remember the name of the street, but, uh, we decided to like find somewhere to, to get some food afterwards. And, um, we just went for a walk along. It was really, really nice. It's a nice little like, like ice cream place there. Like it's definitely once people have gone over to the, the, you know, the estate and the Hills and things like that, people clearly come over and get something to drink or eat or whatever afterwards. So we went for a walk there. It was really funny too. Actually, we were walking by this uh, family that was taking this giant, like just massive family photo on the front yard of their house. I, I think realistically there was probably about 30 people there. Um, and there was these two elderly people trying to take a picture with the camera. So as we were walking by, uh, Crystal was like, did you guys like, are they family too? Like the ones who are trying to take the picture and they're like, yeah. And she was like, well, do you want them in the picture? Like we can take the picture for you. So we ended up, uh, we ended up getting sort of, um, I don't want to say sucked in, but, uh, they, uh, they, we started, uh, Crystal started taking pictures for them, like just grabbing some, some shots for them so everyone could get in the photo. Um, it was kind of cool. They offered us beer or whatever, but we were like, no, no, we're good. We're going to go grab food somewhere. Uh, it was just kind of cool. It was just sort of like, a, a neat little thing walking down the street. This, this giant family photo happening. Like we're talking like 10 feet from the curb. All these people are lined up right in front of their house. Right. It's not like we saw them up on a hill and we fucking crashed their party, but, uh, but it was just really cool that, that she was able to sort of help them out like that and just grab whatever camera they were using and, and make it work and, and understand it, whatever. So it's kind of a, kind of a cool skill being a photographer and whatnot. I mean, obviously who can't point and click, but when you got a lot of people, you're trying to frame them, you know, the sun is out. So it affects the lighting. Like it's cool that, you know, what are the odds? We had a professional photographer just walk by when we needed someone to take a picture. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, so we walked, we, we walked around the area. We found this little place that someone had recommended saying that they were like notorious for like, there was this new place that was notorious for burgers or whatever. 
we popped in. They actually didn't have, I think they had like two burger options. So we were sort of like, oh, excuse me. Weren't particularly keen on that or whatever, but um, I think we just took a look and said, ah, you know what, maybe we'll just grab some beers. Cause they were like, they seem to be like a little, uh, you know, have some, some local beers and stuff like that. So we ended up getting a picture, uh, a beer shooting the shit. And, um, yeah, it was just, we were having a really good, a really good afternoon. Like I said, hanging out, having good conversation. Um, we had sort of planned to like hang out and just be like, oh, let's hang out and, and sort of see what, what happens and just, uh, have a good time. And, and that's what we did. I think we went back to actually when we were driving back, the weather was so nice. Like both of us just wanted to be outside and, and walk around. So we went to, uh, to black bridge. I don't know if that's its official name, but, uh, anyone who grew up in the Hintonburg mechanicsville area is very familiar with it. Um, it's sort of at the tail end of where the O train goes. So if you follow the, uh, or is it, is it in that same area? I'm trying to think, um, I could be wrong. Anyways, it, it is definitely in the area, um, down it that way. So, um, it was kind of cool to, to sort of be there. Cause we, we both grew up in the area. So we went for a walk. We found, uh, goose, geese, I should say there was geese with all sorts of little baby ducklings. Uh, we got some pictures of that. Um, and it was cool. I didn't know Gus or Gus geese hissed. That's where the, the word came from. Geese hiss at you. They, they were opening their beaks and fucking flicking their tongues at you. <laughs> Cause we were, we were going near the babies and not, not too close, but some of them, there were some geese that were all by themselves and just walked within five feet of them. They just hiss at you, flick their tongue and hiss. I'd never seen geese do that before. So I thought that was funny. You saw the baby geese. And then we, uh, and then we decided we wanted to watch this movie called, uh, Dina. And I don't know if you guys, uh, are, I don't know if you guys have heard of this or whatever, but, um, a long time ago we were, we were looking through, uh, I think it was iTunes or whatever, just to, uh, uh, Apple movie trailers, great app. If you have an Apple TV or you can just Google it, go Apple movie trailers and you can actually go to the trailer section on Apple's like, uh, like iTunes website or whatever, and just look at trailers of movies that are coming and they have all the big ones and stuff. Like you'll see infinity war and Deadpool and big shit like that. But they also have like a lot of independent movies, um, you know, on their site or whatever. And we saw this movie called Dina and this was months and months ago. We saw it and, uh, we were talking, I was, I was sitting there. It's basically, it's a, a woman who's special needs in a relationship with another guy who's special needs. And it's like a very, very, it was a very, very sweet looking sort of documentary or whatever. It wasn't, it wasn't a, uh, drama, you know, it wasn't staged. It was a, it was a real, you know, sort of documentary or whatever. And it was following the two of them on their, on their, uh, sort of journey from being engaged to getting married or whatever. And, uh, they called it a, uh, you know, a romantic comedy but it wasn't, there wasn't a whole lot of comedic aspects to it. Like it seemed relatively serious. It was two people, you know, trying to, to figure themselves out and figure their relationships out and, you know, stuff like that. It, but it, it, it turned dark at a couple parts. Um, very, very, very sweet movie, but I didn't find it particularly funny. If I'm being honest, it was just more interesting and kind of sweet. Um, and, the you know, just looking at the dynamic of the relationship and everything like that. So uh, so Crystal and I ended up watching that and that was, I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. It sort of just kind of ended like it wasn't like, um, you know, a big story arc or whatever. Like I said, it was documentary and it wasn't really done in the style of like the office where, you know, you're interviewing them and then it's just showing you the regular stuff. And then you're, it was sort of just, there was almost no presence of, of documentary. It was just 
the two of them sort of going about their day, doing their things. Um, but interesting, it was, it's called Dina, D-I-N-A. Um, I would definitely say, check it out. It's, uh, it was a sweet movie and, um, and yeah, I had a, I had a great time, uh, a great time with Crystal. Happy birthday to her. And, um, and then of course, Sunday was mother's day, right? The day for all of the mamas. So I, uh, took my mom. Um, I was in Billingsbridge. Uh, as a matter of fact, it was at Billingsbridge, uh, the day that the, uh, bookshelf collapsed. And I remember seeing this brand new restaurant. It looked very, very nice in Billingsbridge. And I figured, ah, you know what? Mom and I are always going for breakfast. Maybe we'll try this new place out, right? Variety is the spice of life. So I uh, decided to take her to this place. It was around 11 o'clock. So I assumed that by now all of the senior citizens uh, had, you know, gone to bed or <laughs> that's what they do, right? They get up at six o'clock in the morning. They go have their breakfast. They annoy the tellers at the bank and then they go back to bed, you know, or they go and they feed the ducks, but they don't, they don't stick around them all. I was wrong. <laughs> there was uh, there was lines, but it was mother's day. You know, it was to be expected. So uh, we got our name on a wait list for this place. Uh, we went and had a coffee somewhere, came back right in time to get a table. We had a delicious breakfast. And one of the things I was doing, uh, chatting with my mom about, my mom has uh, recently started uh, doing the blood measuring stuff. You know, you prick your finger, test your blood, check her blood sugar because she, you know, her doctor thinks that she may be pre-diabetic. So they want to track it and, and see, uh, see where it goes kind of thing. Um, and, uh, you know, so I was chatting with her and she's, she's trying to like eat things that are less sugary or whatever. But, um, I, I probably mentioned to you guys that back in, you know, December, January, um, my friend, Josh Abel suggested that I start using the, uh, my fitness pal app again. Um, I think originally the very first person who introduced me to that was a very long time ago. Uh, Crystal had showed me the, my fitness pal app. Um, but I wasn't using it that much. I used it a little bit. She showed me how to use it, but I, I hadn't used it all that much because I guess I, I think I just didn't quite understand it. Um, or I just wasn't ready to make a change at the time. But, uh, when, uh, when my buddy Josh was using, I'd noticed at this point it had been purchased by Under Armour. So, you know, big company took note of it and, and saw the value. So they created, uh, basically bought it. Um, but I, I, I started tracking it and I noticed that just, just tracking how much, you know, the calories you're taking in, uh, really makes a difference because you can, you can be leading a lifestyle where you're like, oh, I was eating a lot and now I'm eating less. But I think the analogy I had to use with my mom is like, you can eat less and think that you're doing a good job, but it's like, you know, being an employee and being like, I used to be an hour late for work all the time. Now I'm only 25 minutes late for work. It's like, yeah, but you can't be late for work, you know? And if you're trying to lose weight, it doesn't matter if you're, you know, over your daily calories by 2000 calories, or if you're over them by 3000 or 4,000, like it doesn't, you can't be over them. You know, you want to lose weight, you got to be under them. So I showed her how to use the, my fitness pal up and anybody else who's, you know, maybe struggling with weight loss or, or wants to know where to start. I just told her the best thing you can do is for your first week, just eat the way that you're eating, but track everything, put all your food in it. For anyone who doesn't know how this thing works, you can actually, you know, scan a barcode and it lets you adjust the serving size or whatever that you had. And it just tracks not only your calories, but it tracks, uh, you know, the sodium and the sugar and the fat and the cholesterol and all this stuff. And it sort of shows you, you know, even if you're just watching your calories, you can be having too much salt or too much sugar or whatever it is. So it's just a really good app that lets you, uh, have an, uh, have a look at, at your daily, uh, intake. So I told her for the first week, just look at your intake of your calories, just so you can see what, what it, what it looks like, you know, just to see how over your calories are or how under them you are. Um, 
And so she's uh, a few days now uh, been doing that. But when we, when we went to have breakfast, we sat down and we put the calories from the coffees that we had, right? Cause there's sugar and cream in those. And then we put the calories from our breakfast and everything like that. And uh, my mom for her age and her size, uh, she was at her daily limit of calories for just the coffee and, uh, and breakfast that, that she had. So, and it was like, it was really just two eggs, home fries, toast with butter, you know, they gave us four strips of bacon, which is pretty cool. But, uh, the, the fact of the matter is simply just that meal alone was like the daily calories. And I think that she, the, the cream and the, what not the cheddar and coffee, I think she had toast for breakfast or earlier on in the day. So, um, you know, like I said, we, we ate probably around noon. So it was, uh, anyways, that's what we did. We, um, after leaving there, we went to bed, bath and beyond. My mom wanted to look around there. Uh, it's mother's day. So she gets to go where she wants, you know, went to, uh, went to Walmart, uh, very exciting, not bragging. Um, and then we went to, uh, what the hell did we do? Oh, uh, Costco went to Costco and uh, did that. So it's basically just the same thing. We took her up for breakfast, did uh look around. Oh, and I'm sitting here going, why didn't I spend Sunday night with her? Uh, because I was headlining an absolute comedy. I totally forgot about that on Saturday, uh, before leaving to go on my hike with crystal, Jason had asked me if, uh, well, he didn't ask me, um, him and I were talking and he got a text message and the headliner wasn't able to be there uh, on Sunday. So I just said to Jason, I'll do it. And Jay said, you want to close the show? And I said, yep, I'll close the show on Sunday night, mother's day. Why not? I will be a gift to all of the mothers in attendance. (laughs) So, uh, so that's what I did. I had a day with my mom. Uh, and then in the evening I dropped her off, came home, showered, changed. Uh, and I went and I headlined the show at absolute comedy, had a great time. Um, yeah, it was a, it was a, a great day all around. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, Monday, what did I do? Back to Uberin. I, uh, I went to the Apple store at Bayshore and uh, got my phone replaced. Um, something happened to my uh, my earpiece on my phone and it was started fucking up. It was, I thought it was okay at the time, but it was starting to, to not work greatest. Um, just a heads up, uh, the Apple iPhone eight, if you Google is the iPhone eight waterproof or water resistant, like the first 10 results are all saying that the Apple iPhone eight is waterproof. Um, but when you look deeper into reviews and stuff like that, it was announced that it would be waterproof and it has since been, uh, I think revisited as water resistant or whatever. So just a heads up, uh, in case you have the iPhone eight or 10 or eight plus or whatever, just, just a thing to, to, to know. Anyway, so, uh, the, the earpiece on my phone was no good, but I didn't have an Apple appointment. So I, uh, I drove Uber. I went to the Bayshore location and, uh, I got myself on a, a waiting list. So I think about an hour, uh, they're like, yeah, we can see you in an hour, get you an appointment. It's like groovy. So I walked around the mall, dicked around in Walmart. I posted a video of me seeing a very low calorie ice cream, which I, I think I have no intention of ever tasting, but it looked really cool. I was like, wow, this is the calories per tub. That is exactly how calories for ice cream needs to be measured. Not this quarter cup bullshit. Cause I have cracked a tub of Haagen-Dazs and, uh, and finished it. And, uh, I'm not proud of it and I'm not bragging, but, uh, you know, you look at the back and it tells you how much you're supposed to have. And I'm like, yeah, I didn't have that. I had a lot more and I don't even want to do the math because looking at the numbers of just that little amount, pretty fucking high. So anyways, I had a peek at that shit. I posted a video, some cheap laughs, but, uh, right as I was doing that, I got my notification to come back to the Apple store and get my shit done. So yeah, I dicked around at Bayshore. I ended up getting my, uh, my, my earpiece replaced on the phone, which took another hour afterwards. And I'll tell you this, I, it's been a very, very long time since I haven't had my phone for an hour. There's been times where it's like, you, you know, you feel like you're going to put your phone down. 
you know, and do something because you're occupied, right? You're watching a movie with somebody or you're, you know, you're playing a game or you're having a conversation. So it's good to put your phone down, whatever. But when you're killing time and, and the first hour that I was waiting for the appointment, I already went to all the stores that I wanted to look at. So now I've surrendered my phone. I'm killing time and there's nowhere in the mall that I want to go. I was so bored for that hour and a half. I have to tell you, it is not, it is not until you don't have your phone. Like it, it, what a great way to just kill time. Whether you just, even to just reference thing. I, I started going to stores that I didn't really care about, but I'd see something and I'd go, oh shit, I'm going to see if they have that at, you know, or what does that cost somewhere? And I go to grab my phone and it wasn't there, right? It's being repaired. So I'm just like, fuck. And, uh, it's kind of sad, but it shows you how dependent you're on your phone. Next time you're like, I have, to, I have an hour to kill and I have nothing to do. Unplug yourself from the internet, your phone, whatever, you know, some of you might just be like, yeah, I'll just read. Okay. I didn't have a book, <laughs> but, um, it's interesting when you're stuck somewhere to kill time, just go sit in a doctor's office and read their fucking magazines or something. Blech. Anyways, long story short, it was a rude awakening to me at how, uh, how, how far I've come from, you know, being able to use my imagination to just sort of standing around going, I'm so fucking bored without my phone. Anyways. So got my phone replaced. And then last night I recorded my, uh, my interview bonus episode with my mom and, uh, and it is a long episode and it doesn't, it, it pretty much ends very early on in my life in terms of the story of my mom and whatnot. Like I'm, she, uh, for everyone who's listening knows my mom is like outspoken. She's got a big personality and everything like that, but she was a little, obviously she's not an entertainer. Um, she's not used to, you know broadcast or anything like that. So she was a little stiff at times, whatever. And, um, she thinks that the episode was boring, but at the same time, you know, cause we were talking about her growing up and where she comes from and all that fun stuff. And I found it very interesting because actually surprisingly, I hang out with my mom on the regular, as you guys know, and my mom will tell me the same stories all the time, same boring stories, the same jokes, like the, remember when you were a kid and I told you, it's like, yes, I've heard it already. Um, but in having the conversation with my mom, I got to ask her some questions and I actually found out some shit that I never knew about her. Um, you know, so it was, I found it to be interesting. Um, and I do think that you guys will, uh, uh, you know, find, find parts of it interesting too. Um, but she was surprisingly not really herself, uh, throughout a lot of it. And, uh, and like all my interviews, you know, we, uh, we got a little real, you know, and at the same time tried to bring some, some levity into it, but it's, uh, it's a long episode and I'd love to know, um, you know, if, uh, one second here, Chris, uh, my buddy, Chris talk, right. Regular, uh, message. He's just uh, sending in, uh, he goes, I probably missed your recording of the podcast, but if I didn't, congratulations on the first full year of the one man podcast. That's all I've got. Well, there you go, Chris, you made it in the deadline, right. As I was uh, recording it, but, um, and thank you very much. Thank you for, for listening right from the get go. Um, yeah. So the episode with my mom, I think is good. It's long. Um, I stopped it at the three hour mark because both of us were getting tired, but, um, for what it's worth, uh, it, it sort of ends more in the area where, you know, um, I'm starting to, now I don't say walk and talk like a child, but the story ends, you know, all the stories and her, tracking her, her, who she is and, you know, where she came from and all that stuff, um, sort of ends, you know, when I was a kid. So, um. If we do do another episode, if you guys enjoyed the episode, I will bring her back and do another episode with her, but, um, it'll be a lot. I have to say that it'll be a lot more lighthearted and everything like that, just because of the fact that, um, 
you know, much different time in her life. I, I'm well aware of the stories and things like that once I was around, but, uh, I got to, to, to know my mom and I got to share some stories with you guys. And, and, uh, maybe for those of you who've known her for a very, very long time, you get to hear some stories about her and who she was, you know, um, before we all met her and stuff like that. So, um, I think it's a good episode and I'd love your feedback on it. Um, we had some fun, obviously I poke fun with my mom again. Anyone who knows her and I knows that we, you know, we, we bust each other's balls, so to speak. But I think my mom was just concerned. She's, she likes to be a, a big personality and funny and things like that. And I think that the, the subject matter that we were talking about didn't really give her an opportunity I don't want to say didn't give her an opportunity, but I guess she wasn't expecting. I think my mom just thought she was going to sit down and tell goofy stories and tell her jokes or whatever. And, um, and I think it got, you know, obviously it got realer than, um, than she had anticipated. She, she, she told me after the podcast was over, like you'll, you'll hear on the podcast straight up saying like, I think you should just delete this one and we'll start over and just make it funny. But I was like, yeah, it's not, not always funny when you talk about yourself and where you come from and the ups and downs of your life. So, um, I hope when you guys are listening to it, you know, it, it's fascinating. You're going to have to listen in chunks because it's a fucking long episode. Um, and, and like I said, there's more to, there's way more to her story, um, since. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to the response. Um, and I hope, uh, I hope it's a positive one. I had a good time, uh, doing it. So, um, yeah, that's my, uh, my happy mother's day sort of thing out there is, is sitting down with my mom and. And having a conversation, of course, I thought it might be a little more interesting for the one year anniversary too, to sort of make that a thing too. Let's, let's get my crazy mother on here, but, uh, either way that episode is out on Friday. So I hope you guys enjoy it. And I really do look forward to, uh, to the feedback when that happens. And, uh, and that's about it. You know, it's Tuesday. I, I Ubered this morning and then, uh, and then I slept for the afternoon. I'm doing a lot of sleeping lately. I don't know. I don't think I'm depressed, but like I said, I'm eating less and I'm exercising more. So obviously less fuel in more fuel going out. I don't know if I'm used to that. And rather than, you know, being tired or whatever, and just eating like, fuck, do I ever want to eat? Um, I'm, I'm doing this. I've, I actually listened to a podcast, um, while I was doing some work at home. I think it was the night that I was putting the shelf and everything up. And at the same time, uh, you know, the next day when I was at the gym or the day after whatever, I was listening to a podcast called Jay and silent Bob get old. And it's not incredible, not shitting on them or anything, but it's not incredible. I, I, but I did enjoy listening to some of the the stories. And one of the stories that was told was, uh, um, Kevin Smith was talking about his heart attack. So the experience that he had when he was having the, the heart attack for anyone who didn't know Kevin Smith, the uh, director of, you know, Jay and silent Bob series and, and whatnot. Um, he had a heart attack recently and he was describing the whole experience and how he felt in the process and everything like that. But one of the things I found interesting is he was talking about how, you know, beforehand he had lost, lost a lot of weight and how he was just focusing on, um, I, I can't even remember what he, I think he called it the ritual of food or something. I, I could be wrong. And I probably, as a matter of fact, am wrong, but he was talking about how much time and effort goes into food how, you know, you, you think about what you're going to make and, and going to shop for food and then coming home and preparing the food and then, you know, or planning to go out and have a meal with somebody. And then where are you going to go? And just like how much of your time and focus goes into food and how it can, you know, it, it takes a lot of your, your, your time. And of course, just your mental occupation, just if you're thinking about food all the time, you know, and so we were saying when he started, you know, when he made a change for that, he's like it, you know, I noticed how much more time I had I actually felt like I had a lot more time. Um, 
Now that's great. He's also, um, you know, probably a millionaire from all the movies he's made and everything like that and, and directed and written and all that shit. So yeah, if you just decide someone else is going to be responsible, Hey, go out and bring me home healthy food and, and this and that. Yeah. You could free up your own time. I don't know really where that's, you know, going to go for me, but one of the things that I, I do, I did take away from that is that, yeah, if you're spending a lot of time thinking about food, it's going to consume. And like I said, for myself, you know, before it was just like, you know, I, I would get bored and want to eat like as something to, to take from the boredom, you know, and now it's, now it's hunger because I'm like, I'll go work out or I'll go do something and I'll be like, okay, I've already had my breakfast. So the next time I can eat is that like that, whatever. And then, you know, it's not obsessive, but it's one of those things that keeps coming back to me. Like I'll feel a little hungry going, okay, no, you can eat whatever that done. What are you going to eat? Then you can have like 200 calorie snacks. So maybe I'll have this. Like it's, it's just a lot. And, and, you know, I, I'm, I'm really am starting to believe more and more in my old age that, that food can be an addiction. I remember people saying they were addicted to food. I was like, these are people with no willpower, fat fucks while I was a fat fuck. Cause I just never felt like I was addicted to food. I was just like, man, I'm just making a choice. I just don't give a fuck. But it's like, no, it's, uh, it's, it's tough. It's tough when you're just used to that as a daily habit of, you know, you get bored and you fucking eat something or whatever. Um, yeah. Anyways, long story short, that's part of the shit that I'm working on. So, you know, using the, my fitness pal app again, going to the gym and making my arms sore for a week, eating, you know, rice, peas, black beans, chickpeas, Rogan Josh sauce kind of mixes and stuff like that. You know, trying to get a little closer to vegetarianism every day. Like that's it guys. That's, that's, that's was the week. It was, it was little victories and, and whatnot. But, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, like I said, I had a good time on the weekend. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. I hope you guys had a great time. I'd love to know what you guys did for Mother's Day with your moms. Um, so anyways, yeah, as always, of course, you guys can send that into contact at onemanpodcast.com. And uh, and thank you, Chris, and everyone who uh, who was wishing congratulations on the one year. Um, and speaking of which, I'll give you guys a, a couple fun little, uh, little facts, okay? We're a year into the One Man Podcast, so as of the time of this... Um, Recording the one man podcast in its year active has had 7,314 downloads. So, uh, that's not bad. So 71, 71 episodes, and that's including the bonus episodes and everything like that. Um, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's over, uh, you know, the average of over a hundred downloads per episode. So that's, that's pretty cool. That doesn't include streams and things like that, but we can't track those as specifically. So 7,300 downloads in a year. That feels, uh, that's a pretty big number. I, I'm really happy about that. Uh, the most downloaded episode of the one man podcast is, uh, the bonus episode with, uh, Jason Lawrence. And I thought I'd written the number down of how many downloads that episode has, but it's, uh, I think 210, if I'm not missing. Oh no, no, no. Jason was like 250, I believe. Of course you can double check and find out. Or if I can get my computer open fast enough and log in and all that cute shit. Let's see if I can get you the exact number here, folks. I apologize. For, thought I fucking wrote it down. And here it comes. Jason's episode. The one man podcast episode with the most downloads at 258. So there you go. Fun little piece of trivia. 258 downloads for Jason Lawrence's episode. Well above the average. Um, I've also, like I said, it was a bonus episode. So in that year, how many bonus episodes? We had 18 bonus episodes, 18 weeks at a 52 ended up having a second episode, something fun for you guys to listen to. And I, I look forward to doing even more of them going forward. What was the longest episode of the one man podcast? The longest episode, um, up until my mother's episode comes out on Friday would have been my bonus episode with just for laughs, talent, uh, coordinator and, uh, and, and, you know, festival planning, 
uh, person, Zoe Rabnett, two hours and 13 minutes long was a great interview that I did with her. And thank you again for doing that with me. Um, a lot of fun. If you haven't listened to that one, guys, it's a real treat. Please do same with Jason's episode. There's a reason it's downloaded, uh, you know, the most out of all of them. It's been out a lot longer, but mm, it is there regardless, both great episodes. Um, you know how many countries the one man podcast has been heard in? It has been heard in a total of 29 different countries across this planet. Um, yeah. And with the most downloads now, obviously Canada and the U S are first and second place. Um, but I figured I would give you guys the top three countries outside of that with their download numbers. Uh, the uh, third place, but number one outside of uh, North America is China, uh, 30 downloads in China. Um, second place is the UK with 22 downloads. Um, and then the third place is tied. Actually, it's a, it's a tie 12 downloads, um, in both Australia and Japan. So, uh, three places I have never been in my life. Sorry, four places, China, the UK, Australia, and Japan, um, all with a reasonable amount of downloads. So thank you to my listeners there. I would love to hear from you guys at some point. Contact at onemanpodcast.com. Uh, the only person that I've heard from internationally is, uh, is my friend in Dubai and I hope his podcast is going great. I haven't heard from him from some time, but uh, I hope he's still listening and, um, I hope his podcast is going great. So thank you guys, uh, so much for all those fun, uh, fun little, you know, pieces. Thanks for contributing to all of that. Um, so like I said, I mean, what I'm working on, not, not really, uh, anything more than I've talked to you guys for a while. Ooh, like, you know, getting up to Uber at six o'clock in the morning is an, as an effort. Uh, so getting myself to bed at a reasonable time. One of the things I would like to start doing again is I got a shitload of video games and if I'm going to be sitting around tired and, and you know, I find that when I'm playing video games, I don't do a whole lot of eating because I'm kind of OCD about, uh, it's the same with board games. I'm not, I'm not big on like eating and touching controllers. You know, so if you're going to use your remotes for your, you know, your Xbox, or your PlayStation, I've always been big on, you know, don't sit and eat popcorn and chips and get that shit all over. I've gone to people's houses where they just have crust and shit on their controllers. Anyways, OCD is good for that. So I don't, uh, if I'm playing games, I don't eat. Um, but at the same time, there's uh there's a fun little app, you know, a website called Twitch. And, uh, you can basically watch people play, uh, play video games. So, you know, for you guys who are listeners of mine, who enjoy listening to me run my mouth, well, you may enjoy me playing adventure games and running my mouth at that at the same time, some, some visuals. So uh, I just want to let you guys know, I'll be doing that, um, little bits coming up in the future. I think I might actually, when I'm done recording the podcast tonight, fuck around with that. But of course, um, you know, this will come to you tomorrow. So it'll be an opportunity, you know, you won't be able to see that, but, um, Going forward, I think I will, I will mention on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff that, uh, when, what game I'll be playing and, and twitching and stuff like that, you know, it'll only be maybe one or two nights a week and not for too terribly long, but you know, just another opportunity to hang out and spend some time and shoot the shit with each other. You know what I mean? And, and in a live interface where I'll be doing it at the same time that you can chat with me and stuff like that. So twitch.tv, I believe is the website, but you can also download the Twitch app on uh, any of your, uh, you know, devices and just log in and view from there. So, uh, be a lot of fun. Um, and without further ado, of course, it will be time to listen to uh, a little bit of a little bit of a ditty from my partners at portablepress.com. Um, this week I decided to pull an article out of, uh, uncle John's bathroom reader tunes into TV. Of course, a couple weeks back, I was doing some extra work in a TV studio and I thought, you know what? I might like to dick around 
with uh, an article from there. And the article that I chose is actually called Banned. So producers sometimes push the envelope of what they can get away with on TV. Result, episodes so controversial that powers, uh, sorry, that the powers that be elect to never show them again or never air them in the first place. So the first series is The Twilight Zone, the episode The Encounter from 1964. Banned. A white World War II veteran, Neville Brand, hires a young Japanese-American man, George Takai, to help him clean his attic. The Takai character becomes possessed by a Japanese sword that the owner admits he took from the body of a Japanese soldier he killed. Not only in the episode, uh, sorry, not only is the episode graphically violent, both men ultimately die. Uh, spoiler alert, bathroom reader. Uh, but it also has sensitive themes. The Japanese American man confesses that his father was a spy who helped the Japanese bomb Pearl Harbor. As a result of numerous complaints, the episode was banned by CBS from entering syndicated reruns. Uh, series number two, married with children episode. I'll see you in court. 1989 banned neighbors. Stephen Marcy Rhodes go to a hotel and are secretly videotaping, sorry, secretly videotaped having sex. And the Bundys end up seeing the video. Most of the episode takes place in a courtroom where the Rhodes <laughs> where the Rhodes is sue the hotel. But because of the raunchy plot line, the otherwise edgy Fox network deemed it way too controversial and refused to air it. The episode finally showed up 13 years later when the cable network FX ran the series FX, by the way, is owned by Fox. Of course it is. Series Seinfeld, Puerto Rican Day, 1998, The Invitations, 1996. Um, so two episodes of Seinfeld got banned. Banned in Puerto Rico Day, characters get caught up in New York's annual Puerto Rican Day parade and Kramer accidentally burns and stomps on the flag of Puerto Rico. Though it did air, the producers got thousands of complaints that the episode was racist and disrespectful. It never aired again. When The Invitations first aired, it instantly became one of Seinfeld's darkest and most memorable episodes. Uh, George's fiance Susan, dies of poisoning from licking cheap wedding invitation envelopes. Jesus Christ. Um... That episode was pulled from reruns for a while in late 2001 due to widespread fear of the anthrax virus. Uh, series, The Simpsons, The City of New York versus Homer Simpson, 1997. Banned. The Simpsons go to New York to retrieve Homer's car, which was... Uh, sorry, which his friend Barney made off with and abandoned at the World Trade Center. Most of the episode takes place there. So after the towers were destroyed in the 9-11 attacks, the episode was pulled from reruns. In mid-2002, it began airing again, has been included on Simpsons DVDs. All right, well, fuck. Easy, they're sensitive people. Uh, series Buffy the Vampire Slayer, episode Earshot, 1999. Uh, banned. The episode originally scheduled to air in May of 1999 concerns a mass shooting at Buffy's high school in which many students are killed. But after the Columbine tragedy in April 1999, the WB postponed the episode for more than four months. That's not fucking banned. Like, some of them were fucking banned. Anyways, that one postponed by four months. Yeah, we can get over that. Um, you know, or coming back 13 years later. Oh, put fucking page fillers on here, Uncle John. I love you guys, and I appreciate the information, Mrs. Horseshit. Uh, finally, series, Family Guy. Episode, Partial Terms of Endearment, 2009. 
Banned. Family Guy has been no stranger to controversy. A main character is a baby who repeatedly attempts to kill his own mother, and recurring characters include a greased-up deaf guy and a neighborhood pedophile. But with this episode, Fox executives felt that the show went too far. In it, Lois agrees to be a surrogate mother for a friend who subsequently dies in a car accident. Lotus then, sorry, Lotus, Lois then decides to abort the now motherless child. Jesus Christ. To abort the now motherless child. Because of the subject matter, Fox refused to air it. They did, however, release it on DVD as a standalone episode and charged $14.99 for it. Well, there you go. And uh, at the bottom is a little quote here. I've got two TV guides, one on the table and one in the bathroom. I'm rich. That's from Al Bundy, Married with Children. The running feet uh, of these two pages, one of them is James Dean once worked as a stunt tester for the game show Beat the Clock. And most successful TV soundtrack, Miami Vice. It was the number one album for 11 weeks in 1985. And that, my friends, is banned. Uncle John's Bathroom Reader tunes into TV, guys. Of course, PortablePress.com for all of the different bathroom readers they have. Uh, this, uh, this particular book is uh, all about TV, TV information, where things came from, who did what, blah 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 Check out their full lineup. And of course, my partners, uh, as I mentioned, I headlined at uh, Absolute Comedy on Sunday night. They have great shows all the time, so check out AbsoluteComedy.ca. Absolute Comedy is the best live stand-up comedy from across North America with locations in Kingston, Toronto, and Ottawa, Ontario. These comedians have been featured on Just for Laughs, Netflix, Comedy Central, CBC's The Debaters, Jimmy Kimmel Live, Conan, The Comedy Network, and much, much more. Go to absolutecomedy.ca to see this week's lineup. Planning a night out is easy with dinner and show packages available at all locations. Live comedy is a great choice if you're organizing a celebration, fundraiser, company outing, or corporate event. Want the show brought to you? They'll send comedians to your venue with performances tailored to your event, creating a night of laughs your guests will love and won't soon forget. So for showtimes, ticket prices, gift certificates, special shows, and more, head to absolutecomedy.ca. Again, that's absolutecomedy.ca for the best live stand-up comedy from across North America. And we're back. Of course, the other day I did a quick little video promoing the, uh, the upcoming, uh, you know, episode 53 that you're now listening to. I sat in the back porch, got my notes together and I sipped on a sweet, sweet summer's beer. First one I've had in a little while. Um, and I thoroughly enjoyed it sitting in the sun, having a summer's bee was absolutely delicious. And if you haven't done that yourself, I recommend you try it. The sun gives life to the orchard. The orchard gives life to the apple. The apple gives life to Summersby. Summersby is a delicious sweet taste of sunshine imported across the ocean all the way from Denmark. The people in Denmark are smarter, and so are you if you drink Summersby. <laughs> With flavors like apple, blackberry, pear, elderflower lime, red rhubarb, and a taste as regal as this fake accent, there's something for everyone to enjoy. And now you can try them all in the Summersby Mixer Pack, available wherever fine beverages are sold. So go on and try for yourself the crisp, refreshing taste of Summersby. <sighs> Your taste buds deserve it. Please drink resplendently. Oh, and there must be somebody else. I mean, there always is. Is there, is there anyone I've forgotten? Oh, yes, my partners at DK Books. 
Dorling Kindersley, guys, they have done it again. I have read this week a book called Yoga, Your Home Practice Companion. And um, it is a freaking fantastic book. I, I, um, there's a lot to be said for it. The only thing is that like, it's, uh, like all Dorling Kindersley stuff, DK books, they got all sorts of great visuals and things like that. This book here, rather than being a book that's just sitting here, you know, with a ton of different kind of poses. And, and of course that is sort of what gives it a difficult, uh, feel to review is because the fact that a lot of the book is the different yoga poses It gives you a really good opportunity to be able to learn the poses, see the variations to make them a little bit easier. Or if you're more advanced with yoga, a little bit more difficult. Um, but what's really nice about this book is that there's a ton of other sections too. Like, um, there's a really good introduct introduction to yoga itself and not like how to do it, but why, why yoga came to be the history of it and, and knowing what the benefits are and things like that. It goes into, like I said, there's a, there's a sort of a little bit of a history section. Then it goes into a, uh, you know, uh, the benefits of yoga section, which I found really cool. And there's lots of great imagery showing you sort of the different, different areas of muscles that get stretched. It, it teaches you sort of how the brain responds to yoga and things like that. The different sections, like the cortexes and whatnot. I found that to be really, really, really interesting and how like, you know, certain poses can do, you know, uh, different things for you. It, it basically shows you different, you know, it's almost like what I was talking about with the gym where you're like, well, how do I hold my head properly or, or, or not, sorry, not hold my head, but, uh, you know, where do I put my muscles? What's the, what's the joint sort of, you know, the, the flexing that I'm supposed to be doing when I'm pulling on this. Cause you can, you can take a, a machine or a, or a weight and you can move it a certain way with your arm, but depending on how you're moving it, you're going to be working a completely different set of muscles because they compensate. So posture and how to do it properly makes a big difference. And that's what I'm getting at here with the yoga is that there's a lot of different kinds of things that you can do that can offer, put strain in different areas and whatnot. So it teaches you how to hold your head properly and, uh, head and your neck and, and, and joints that can, can basically take undue stress needlessly. Um, so then of course, like I said, the, the largest section of the book is of course, all of the different poses and things, which I'm not the most descriptive, obviously that's why the pictures fucking help, but, um, it's, it's great. It shows you all of the variations. It shows you all of the, well, I mean, there's more and more poses all the time, but it shows you all of the, the poses, lotuses, cobras, um, sun salutations, things like that. Um, pigeon is my favorite. I just flipped through and saw pigeon again. I really, really like the pigeon pose cause it's one of the ones that's on the ground. Right. So, um, it's, uh, it's, it's not, it's not as similar to the yin yoga book that I reviewed uh, before, because yin yoga, like I said, it's a, a calmer, more meditative. Uh, is that fair for yoga to say one's more meditative than another? Um, I found it simpler because I'm on the ground. So you stretch, things go longer. There's not as many flows and things like that, but um, I, I digress. It's um, it's really a good book. If you're looking to get into yoga, it gives you a lot of information. It's going to save you a lot of money um, and, and get you, you know, into the, into the, the, the practice. Um, it shows, it does show sequences. So some flows and things like that in this book. Um, it's got a bunch of other sections in it too. Like, so for example, they have an entire section on proper breathing. So again, you can know the poses, but if you're not doing deep breaths and things like that, um, that's kind of the, the whole point. The whole point of yoga and meditation is, is deep controlled breathing. Then of course, if you can do stretches while you're doing it, you just bring that oxygen in deeper parts of your body. And of course, not oxygen nourishes your body, right? But it'll teach everything how to do friggin' nostril breathing and how to, 
I mean, it sounds stupid. I know how to breathe through my nostrils, but I'll actually teach you how to do some exercises that sort of open up your airways and your sinuses and stuff like that. They have a really good section on relaxation afterwards. So when you're done, how you can just sort of, you know, let your body's muscles and areas really, and, and there's a meditation section as well. So again, things that you can do for positive thinking and positive meditations and some sort of, you know, sort of daily meditations that you can use with yourself, um, which I thought was fucking amazing. And they even have a proper diet section at, at the end. So they talk about how with a lot of yoga, uh, vegetarianism is a big part of yoga. You don't have to do it, of course, but just the, um, uh, I don't want to say the belief behind it, but just a lot of the sort of the practice of, of yoga is just the health right on top of everything else. And there has been a lot of studies that show that, that vegetarianism is a lot healthier than, you know, omnivorism, but this thing will teach you it's showing all sorts of different food guides and things like that. Um, different meal plans that you can make. So, um, it, it's very cool in the sense that not only it's not just showing you a bunch of poses and go now do them. It's talking to you about the why it's talking about the, the, how the, the better practices, things like that. And then it gives you all of the different poses and stuff like that too. So it's really a good, uh, it, it, I mean, it's called yoga, your home practice companion, but it's not so much just about the practice. Like it's, it's really like a very good uh, lifestyle guide. If anything, if I could be honest, and it comes from this, uh, Sivananda yoga Vedanta center, uh, I believe they're in San Francisco. So uh, a lot of very, very cool shit. I, I, I think this book is, is absolutely fantastic. I'm, I mean, it's going to be something that I have to reference a lot, but I'm, I'm looking to get back into yoga. I've mentioned that before, and that's definitely going to be something that I can keep with me and, and go through and, uh, and do that. So, uh, DK has done it again, guys, as always dk.com slash CA, uh, for my Canadian listeners. And of course, anyone in the States dk.com. And of course, anyone all over the planet, just Google DK books. You're going to find them. They're great. They're always fantastic. Uh, so hats off to them for doing it again with another fantastic book. Um, and that's it for the sponsor section, guys. Coming up this week, um, tomorrow, or the, or I should say today for you guys listening, uh, I have a doctor's appointment early on. Um, there isn't anything in particular that we're, you know, looking at. So um, I don't really know what, uh, I don't know why the fuck I'm going to see him, to be honest with you. But I think we're just going to sit down, have a chat, maybe, you know, talk about some goals. I think I actually am going to ask him about some stuff that I may share with you guys later on. But rather than bringing it up and then it turns out there's nothing to come from it, I might just uh, just tell you next week. But, uh, but doctor's appointment tomorrow, um, some Uber and I might do, like I said, uh, maybe tomorrow evening I will fuck around on Twitch or whatever. But if you guys are, are following me on Facebook and follow one man podcast, I'm sure a lot of you are following Josh Williams, follow one man podcast. So I will put stuff specifically about the podcast and for the podcast and podcast listeners there just to make it more direct and to the point for you guys on my regular Facebook. I, I share silly little animal videos and shit like that, but I don't share necessarily the episodes themselves. Yes, but I don't really share a whole lot of just stuff. That's directly callbacks to things I've talked about here, or will be talking about here. So, um, check out the one man podcast, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, and YouTube. And, uh, that's a great spot for you guys to just get a little bit of extra content. And of course I'm trying to fill more there, but I will be, uh, letting you guys know when I'm going to be on Twitch. So if you're sitting around and you want to hear my voice or watch some, some fun games and stuff. I play a lot of, um, for what it's worth, the games that I play are more, um, story driven and visuals and kind of fun. I don't play a whole lot of like call of duty or, you know, soccer, hockey racing. Like, uh, I, I don't expect you to tune in to just watch me kick a ball around a field. I think that that's fucking boring. 
Um, same with Call of Duty. If you're just running around, just sh watching me shoot at shit, it's the same thing over and over and over again. No, I like to to get stories that have story or sorry, games that have good stories. You know, so if you're watching it, you're going to be engaged in the story just like I am, and we're going to be going through it together and figuring out what happens. And it even gives you an opportunity to interact, right? You can, you know, you can message me on Facebook. You can, you could text me. You can. There's a chat window right on the the game itself. So um, I hope that's an opportunity for us to sort of hang out and have some fun uh, in that regard. But either way. Um, I'll let you guys know more about that as it happens this week. Um, is just, it's honestly, it's a lot of Uber and, uh, LCBO tastings. It's a long weekend. Victoria day is coming up. So I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know what little goofy things are going to happen to me throughout the course of the week. There's always something, but, uh, but as it stands right now, it's, uh, it's me driving people around and me giving people booze at uh, liquor stores. So that's my week coming up. Uh, <laughs> I look forward to it. I hope you guys have a great week. Um, as always, you want to let me know what's going on with you, or you want to talk about anything, contact at one man podcast.com. Can't wait to have you. And this week I got an email from my friend, Vanessa, AKA red and red says, Hey, Josh been a while. So I figured I'd say hi, happy one year potiversary throws confetti and, uh, stars there. And she says, I actually severely considered sending you confetti, but that's kind of cruel. I assume you mean cruel in the sense that like I'd open up an envelope and it would spill everywhere and I'd have to clean it up. Um, and I'd be like, yay, you fuck. And like, <laughs> so thanks for not, but I appreciate the thought. Uh, hope you spoiled your mama on mother's day. You big mama's boy. Thank you. Uh, mine was pretty good. Got to sleep in and then spent most of the day outside and hosted a barbecue for my own mama. Loving the summer weather. Yeah, it's, it's great. It really is nice. That the weather's good. Um, you mentioned the windstorm in this episode and holy, we got a beating here in Southwestern Ontario. Lots of houses lost shingles and many fences and trees down. Uh, thank, thankfully we were okay, but there was lots of damage and lots of people left for days without power. Yeah. We had that here, some in Carlton place and whatnot. Um, there was originally a long rant here about homeopathy, uh, because of your talk of diffusers and then decided I didn't want to piss off your onesies. So long story short, homeopathy is not a reg, sorry, is not regulated by any governing body. So ask your pharmacist or doctor before putting anything in your body to cure in uh, quotes, uh, cure you. Uh, includes smelling and applying to skin. My friend's a pharmacist and she says uh, she has seen some really awful situations where a natural remedy caused awful side effects because it was used by someone who took it because a friend said it was so great and it had awful side effects for them. Some of the worst ones were just moms giving it to their kids. Kids systems are different uh, to an adult and they react differently. So just use with caution, everyone. And I, I, I second that. Um, I don't want to, talk too much before going back to your email. But one of the things that I find is that a lot of people hear something or think something and they just decide that's what it is. That's a thing. Um, there is such an epidemic of misinformation and perpetuated misinformation. People will talk out their ass all day long. And I'm going to say this confidently. I try not to just be, you know, overly arrogant in my statements or whatever, but I, I am confident all my years on this planet, I have found nothing, nothing more to be more true. The people who know the least or who are the most ignorant are always the loudest. They're the ones telling you, no, oh, this and that. No, no. Did you hear about this? And no. did you hear what Trump said? And did you hear what they're doing? And just all these all the people have no idea what they're talking about or heard something from one source. They're the ones who perpetuate it. The people who are always telling other people, this is a thing and that's a thing. They're the ones who really don't know that much about it. Um, 
I'm not saying everyone who makes a statement is wrong, but I just find that when it comes to things like, you know, remedies and pieces of information and, you know, oh yeah, I know you got to have a, a license if you're going to do that. Um, maybe maybe a license, a bad example. Oh, you gotta have a special insurance. If you're going to do that, it's like, no, you, you don't, you know, I find people don't do research. They hear something somewhere and they just take it as gospel and they spread it. And that's, that's one of the biggest problems I find with society right now is that there's so much information out there and you can't, it is so hard to believe anything that you hear, whether it's medical, political, um, scientific or, or electronic or whatever it is, like whatever you're getting information about fucking mechanics and stuff like that. Right. I'm not saying that those guys don't know what they're talking about. I'm saying that they know you don't fucking know and they take advantage. It's just, it's hard to trust information. Now there's an old saying that's, uh, that's believe none of what you hear and only half of what you see. And I'm, I'm a big believer in that is if I, if I want to learn something, I'll usually I'll take to the internet and I need, I usually need, you know, three or four different things to corroborate the information to be the same before I'm, I'm willing to believe it. Like I said, um, just as an example was the thing I told you guys earlier about the iPhone being, um, waterproof. You know, I, I Googled is the iPhone eight waterproof and I got all of the announcement, um, sites. And the reason I got the announcement sites is why is as soon as they announce a new phone and new features, everyone clicks on it, right? Once it's out, not as many people are as excited because they've all, they've all researched it. Now they've bought it, whatever it is, but all of the stuff that was important for me to know was like, oh, Hey, no, no, now it's out. And, and no, it's not, it's not uh waterproof. It's just very, very water resistant, you know? And those are two very different words, proof and resistant. Very, very, very different things. So, um, that shit's out there. Don't, don't believe everything that you're told. Okay. Take a minute and, and research it yourself and get information from a critical source and get a few things that tell it one way, you know? And, um, yeah. Oh, fuck. I don't know. I'll get off my soapbox, but, but yes, you're absolutely right. Red. Don't take shit just because your fucking friend tells you it's going to work. You know, what does what does your friend do? Is your friend's a bus driver for a school district. Eh, maybe they're not, uh, maybe they're not a doctor. You know, maybe they don't know, maybe they don't know more than a doctor. Um, figured I'd let you know about a board game I picked up recently called smash up, really enjoying it to oversimplify, take the 20 card decks of two factions, shuffled them into a 40 card deck, then complete compete to smash more bases than your opponents. Each faction brings a different game mechanic into the game. Pirates move cards, zombies bring cards back from the discard pile, dinosaurs have huge power, and every combination of factions brings a different play experience. There are lots of expansions to add new factions so it can continue to be interesting. I'm very familiar with uh, Smash Up. I've never played it, but uh, that is a game that Chris brought over um, and I've seen it online before. I would actually say, Red, if you're playing it, uh, definitely take uh, a look at uh, Tabletop, uh, Will Wheaton's show. They do a, a Smash Up episode watch uh watch that episode and they actually have a special uh template for the base card so instead of the base card just being there and everyone throws the thing around the base card actually has uh like um it's a template that you put the base card on and it gives more you know more information more places to put cards stuff like that but check it out you can actually download that template um online i do not have smash up yet it's one that i'm thinking about getting um i think chris was saying that for the completionists though it's like it's one of those ones where you buy it and they've made expansions, but the expansions are almost like identical to cards that already exist in some of the expansions, not all of them, but in some of them, it's like, you get something you're like, oh, these are like, a lot of these cards do exactly the same thing as, as some of the cards in the other ones. So you almost want to like Google it or go to board game geek or something like that and take a look and see which expansions are actually worth getting and which ones are just a cash grab to that are duplicating other cards. So, um, 
but it's on my list of stuff. I've never played it. Um, so Chris, if you're listening or red, if you want to bring it with you, um, in August, cause of course that's the next one of the <laughs> next things you're about to talk about. Um, I'd definitely be up for, for playing it and checking it out. You say one last thing, the lip smacking and the eating on the podcast in my ears, cause I'm wearing headphones is giving me a twitch. I think you were too close to the mic or something. This episode, I'm hearing all the saliva moving about blech. Well, um, last episode was the first episode where I was eating, uh, during the podcast. I got a, uh, little bowl of pretzels with me. And I thought that, uh, no one was the wiser. I dressed eating them, but I didn't realize it was so obvious in people's ears. So, um, criticism taken. Thank you for the feedback. Uh, that's the only way I'll know. So I appreciate that. And, uh, and going forward, no, uh, no eating during the podcast. Ah, drinking though, still a thing till I hear otherwise. Booked my trip to Ottawa for August, so looking forward to seeing you. Anyways, love you, buddy, and have a good week. Uh, love you, too. Look forward to seeing you in August. Thank you for writing in. Thank you, all of you guys, for all of your contributions over this first year of the podcast. Thank you for making this a special thing. I'm glad I didn't give up. A lot of podcasts do fail in the first year, and while we're not the most popular thing on iTunes and not every episode is uh, even interesting... I still appreciate the fact that uh, you guys are making it, and I appreciate the fact that you encourage me to keep showing up every week and having something to talk about, uh, no matter what it is. I hope you guys really enjoy. Um, you know, coming up on Friday is, like I said, that that episode with my mom, the bonus episode. Uh, listen to it, see what you think. Uh, give me your your honest feedback because it's a little different for me. Obviously, I'm very close to the person I'm interviewing. I do find the stories interesting, even though my mom doesn't. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. There's some silly ones, some super embarrassing ones. Uh, let's put it this way that, uh, that me, uh, walking in my mom having sex story that I threatened to tell you guys a long time. Well, that's in that episode. So maybe that'll deter you entirely from listening to it. Or maybe it'll be like, Oh, that's going to be fucking awkward. I want to be there for that weirdness. But regardless, that happens on Friday. Uh, thank you to all my sponsors, portablepress.com, absolutecomedy.ca, summersby and dk.com slash ca. Um, really appreciate everybody there. Guys, you want to send anything in contact at one man Uh, you know, go on iTunes or Google play and write a review, you know, five stars, send your shit in uh, to the email address. You know what it is. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. I'm out there and I will be back next week and every week for as long as I can think of. Thanks guys.